Coming all the way from Canada. You don't travel out all the world. Bring to you right here to this rap. Live from T Dot. From the 416. You know how we do. Up north. You know how we do up north. Up north, all my opinions from New York. Writing rhymes, making rhymes, working on my flow. Every time I get on stage, man, all the ladies know. Up to the phone, front of bright lights, getting ready to rock the show. Up to all my opinions from New York. Writing rhymes, making rhymes, working on my flow. Every time I get on stage, man, all the ladies know. Good evening and welcome to the Evening Cue. I'm your host, Miles Wolf. Thank you very much for coming. Hey, nice to see you. You're here. You made it. Great. Woo! Alrighty. Alright, guys. Let's get into the news right away. Um, we got some great news stories for you that, is ha- that has happened over the past couple weeks or so. Uh, starting with one in Georgia, actually, because last week, a woman in Georgia actually posed as an undercover cop at Chick-fil-A. Yeah, and she was demanding free food from the employees. And the police chief responded in a statement saying to call 911 if seeing someone impersonating a law enforcement officer or not having proper credentials. Yeah, how about that, eh? At that point, citizens watching the broadcast said, wait, so we can call 911 on Trump? I didn't know it was that easy, you know, he's been impersonating the president for years now. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Hey, first joke out of the way. It feels feels good, I must say. Hey, thanks for thanks for laughing. That's that's the most important part, eh? Yeah. I mean, actually, uh, you know, speaking of this one, uh, just recently, a new study from doctors in Edinburgh actually supports the theory that organic chicken nuggets can cure autism. How about that? And just after the release of this new study, a record number of autism self diagnoses among children was reported. Yeah. Yeah, kids were like, Mom, Dad, I definitely have autism. Better get me to McDonald's if you want me to be cured. Gotta eat those nugs. Thank you. Yeah, get this one, actually. Uh, an air, um, Two women actually were kicked off of an American Airlines flight scheduled to depart from Dallas-Fort Worth International after one of them was discovered to be hiding in the footwell of a business class seat. Get that, eh? <laughs> When a flight attendant asked her what she was doing, she was like, uh, social distancing. <laughs> it makes sense, right? I mean, it's COVID, right? I mean, among this time. Yeah, a lot of people these days. And speaking of people, actually, uh, this guy I think you might know. You ever, you ever heard of Tesla? Yeah, everyone knows Tesla, right? So actually, Elon Musk and Tesla just a few days ago released their own tequila brand called Tesla Tequila Original, right? Yeah, it's the first tequila made by a major automobile manufacturer. And also, it is the first tequila bottle to run out three quarters of the way through a night out. Yeah. You know, because, you know, Tesla, you know, they're on, um, what are they called, electric batteries. You know, you, they end up running out just before your destinations. You end up being a fucking asshole on the side of the road, pushing his, pushing his car up the downhill. Yeah, we know those guys, right? You, sir, right over there. You look like you drive a Tesla, don't you? Oh, you do? <laughs> Oh my god, no way. <laughs> well, so you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, come on. $120. $120,000 down the drain, right? <laughs> yeah. 
that. Anyway, a former Sri Lankan fisheries minister bit into a raw fish at a news conference in Colombo on Tuesday. Yeah, to encourage a spike in sales for the industry during the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, he assured the public that it's safe to eat and that they won't get coronavirus from it while eating the fish. And just seconds later, he was like, please support the local fisheries industry. They need your... Sir, are you okay? Do you think it's coronavirus? <coughs> no, I think it's just salmonella. <coughs> I'm fine. <coughs> just salmonella. Yeah. Yeah, this one you guys might find interesting, actually. Uh, a British musician named Paul Barton, uh, he filmed his last performance, which was to an audience of wild monkeys. In fact, this wasn't the first time his audience was full of animals because he has actually been a musician for elephants at retirement sanctuaries for over a decade. Yeah, apparently the music, according to him, the music soothes and calms the animals who are quite reckless right now because COVID-19 has prevented tourists from feeding them. Yeah, however, when interviewing the monkeys, they said, Screw the music! We were told there was complimentary food at this event! By the way, I actually have no idea how a monkey sounds. I, I, I thought in my head that's how it kind of sounded, but... I guess uh didn't really sound the way I wanted it to. Sorry about that. Hey, I'm new here. Shut up. Yeah. Oh, this one. This one. Now, this one's a this one's a, a zinger right here. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Belgium, a two-year-old Belgian racing pigeon called Du Kim set a new world record by being sold for 1.6 million euros at an auction that ended last Sunday. 1.6 million euros. A racing pigeon. Yeah. Let me just repeat that for a second. Someone bought a racing pigeon for 1.6 million euros. That's almost 1.9 million dollars US. Yeah. I just want to clarify there's no joke here. Uh, I just wanted to say that out loud so you guys could ponder that statement for a while. Yeah. Guys, that's the jokes for tonight. We've got a great guest for you on the show. Uh, I think you might know him. He's pretty famous out there. Uh, more, more later to come. Stick around. We're back on the evening queue. Live from T. Dot. From the 416. You know how we do. Up north. You know how we do up north. 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 Up Writing rhymes, making dimes, working on my flow Every time I get on stage, man, all the ladies know That I came to perform in front of bright lights, getting ready to rock the show Up late, all night, working in the studio Writing rhymes, making dimes, working on my flow Every time I get on stage, man, all the ladies know That I came to perform in front of bright lights, getting ready to rock the show Welcome back to the Evening Queue, everyone! I'm Miles Wolf, thank you for coming! Hey, great. Hey, sit down. Sit down, please. Thank you. Let's get this show on the road. Hey, guys, we've got a great guest for you tonight. I am so proud and so honored to have him as the very first guest on the show. Uh, I think you guys might have heard of him, actually, from playing Stax Edwards in Goodfellas, Jules Winfield in Pulp Fiction, to Major Marquise Warren in The Hateful Eight, as well as Nick Fury from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. His name rhymes with Camuel L. Blackson. Please welcome to the show, Samuel L. Jackson!
Oh, Sam, it's great to have you. Thank you. I don't know if I could have ever imagined a better way to start a new show than to have a person of your caliber uh, as our very first guest. Thank you for being here. I'm proud of you. All right, so my first question for you actually goes back way back to your early days. It goes back to the essence that is Samuel L. Jackson. Not Samuel Jackson or Sam Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. L for Leroy. Now, I don't know if people know this about you, but you actually have a stutter. Uh, when did that start for you? And I mean, what age, I mean? You're probably thinking, this motherfucker's really going to ask me about my childhood? God damn! Hey, man. How would you know that? Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, great, great response, actually. I really like that. So, I actually did some research, and I found out that the way you used to cope with speech blocks is to actually use a word that you're probably the most famous for saying. Do you know what that word is? Motherfucker. It's motherfucker. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, I think that anyone would just be honored to be called a motherfucker by you. Personally, I, I that's how I feel people think, you know? I mean, really, put that word on them. You really put that word on the map, I think. I think you should just trademark it. I mean, the pronunciation of the word as a whole, the emphasis on the syllables, you know, motherfucker, or, you know, motherfucker, you know, shit like that. Um, you know, I personally am telling you, people would pay for you to call them a motherfucker. I guarantee it. Fuck you. I'm telling you, man, you should do it, man. You can make a whole lot more money that you're making right now, huh? Fuck you. <laughs> I see, I see. Now, moving on, actually, because obviously you're known for roles in some legendary movies like Pulp Fiction, The Hateful Eight, uh, all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, you know? Um, so, but actually, you know, going back to the first two of Pulp Fiction and The Hateful Eight, uh, those are some uh, big masterpiece films directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Now, I, I've heard plenty of interesting stories of working with a man like that. And adapting to his methods and all that other stuff, you know, a genius in the cinematic world, I think. Um, what was it like for you, though, working for him? I want to know that. I'm not you, and I don't quite trust you yet. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, another thing that people have noticed uh, when they watch your films over the years is you used to have an afro, actually. Now, afro. Hey, I got one too. Look at that. You know, and then at some point you were bald in every movie. Now I don't know when that occurred, but smart the first That's right. movie where you were bald uh, that people actually noticed was actually in a movie called The Great White Hype. Now I don't know if people know that movie. Anyone know that by chance? In the crowd? Yeah, a couple people maybe. Well, anyway, it has the great Jeff Goldblum and Damon Wayans uh, among among others uh, that that appeared in that movie. Now you chose not to go with a comb over. Um, now, I don't want to make you jealous, Sam, you know, first guest on the show, just met you, you seem like a really nice guy, you know, I want to, want this show to have good ratings, uh, when it's posted on the air, you know, uh, but I actually have an afro too, um, now, I know I'm much more, much younger than you, you know, but I, I don't want to offend you or anything, Fuck you. um, <laughs> but do you miss having one? I'd knock that shit off if I was you. <laughs> No, oh, I mean, because really what I'm getting at, is it fun to be bald? No. Mmm, mmm, okay, okay. Well, just before we go, because uh, I know you got a, a tight, tight schedule. I mean, you're wanted for literally every movie, TV series, and interview uh, out there. I mean, every interviewer wants, wants, you, wants to get you on their show. Uh, so I just want to point out that you've been in a total of 68 films throughout your career with your films grossing a total of $7.42 billion. And Guinness World Records actually has you as the highest grossing actor of all time. 
Yeah. However, I don't want to. Now, I don't want to make you mad, but uh, your films as a lead actor actually have you as the seventh highest grossing actor of all time. Um, now, what do you have to say to that? I'd knock that shit off if I was you. And I want you to fucking acknowledge. Sam, great to have you here. Welcome back anytime you want. I appreciate it. Samuel L. Jackson, everyone. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of the evening queue. Guys, before we close the show tonight, I have something on my mind I just want to talk about. Uh, usually, you know, at this point of the show, we'd have a, a stand-up comedian come uh, to tell you some jokes. Uh, but tonight, it's going to be me. Um, you know, it's the first show. I really want you guys to know me, um, to know who is, you know, Miles Wolf. Uh, where does he come from? Why does he look so weird? Uh, yeah, I know. I know some of you thinking of that. Thinking of that, right? Now, I noticed there were a lot of you looking at me during the show kind of weirdly, probably asking yourselves, you know, who's this mulatto? <laughs> yes, I am a mulatto. Whatever, if that word isn't used anymore, I don't give a shit. I use it, I really don't care. I don't, you know? And I know you're all jealous because you're wishing that you were as beautiful as me, right? Believe me, I know all the, all the mulattoes in the world are the most beautiful people in the world. I'm telling you right now, and don't kid yourselves because you all know it's true as well. And hey, I don't blame you for being so envious of me and my perfectly mixed genetics, right? I mean, really, if there's anyone to blame, it should be your parents for making you genetically inferior to me and not diversifying their palate enough when they were younger, if you catch my drift. I mean, what I mean is they didn't eat enough chocolate or salsa or sushi or, uh, or, or curry, maybe, for that matter. I could go on and on if you want. Well, <laughs> let's be honest, though. I mean, there's really only one person doing the eating in those relationships. Am I right, fellas? For all the confused old white folks sitting in the crowd right now, uh, I'm talking about white men not eating, not uh, eating enough black women or Latina or Asian or Indian women. You know? Pussy! I'm talking about eating pussy, guys. Come on. Got to spell it out for you. P-U-S-S-Y. Pussy. Singular form. Plural form is P-U-S-S-I-E-S. Pussies. Yeah, just to clear things up, you know, I don't want y'all to be lost. I want all y'all to follow along. You know, we're having a good time. It's okay. Nobody's watching this. First episode. Who cares? Right? 
probably going to get canceled anyway. <laughs> anyway, what I was getting to, though, was that my dad loved his fair share of chocolate back in his 20s and 30s. You know, I, I mean, he even flew all the way to South Africa in 1990, I think it was actually. Yeah, 1990 or 1991, because uh, he loved the South African flavored chocolate so much. It was his favorite flavor that he had to get himself a lifetime supply. Yeah. Ma'am in the front row, are you, are you following along still? Yes? Ah, good, good, good. Yeah, just checking in. Don't want you to be lost. Anyway, long story short, one year later, uh, he asked a local distributor in South Africa for his lifetime supply and secured the deal. And finally, four years after the deal was secured, yours truly was made. Thank you, you can talk to that. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. But I must tell you guys, it was weird growing up biracial, uh, like I did, especially in private school, you know, in Vancouver. I mean, because, you know, really at the time, kids weren't really used to seeing biracial kids, you know? But I'm glad that we live in a more modern world nowadays, where we see more and more successful people from diverse backgrounds. I mean, therefore, I just want to finish off the night by saying uh, I want to thank all of you from the bottom of my heart for accepting me as the first biracial talk show host in the world. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, what? I'm not the first biracial talk show host? Sorry? Who? Trevor Noah? Trevor Noah? Trevor Noah? Oh. Shit. Well, I guess I said all that for nothing then. Uh, anyway, guys, I'm going to get out of here. I just embarrassed myself. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on the Evening Queue. Ciao. Coming all the way from Canada. You don't travel all over the world. Bring to you right here. This rap. Live from T Doc. In the 416. You know how we do. Up north. You know how we do up north. Up late, all night, working in the studio. Writing rhymes, making dimes, working on my flow. Every time I get on stage, man, all the ladies know that I came to perform in front of bright lights, getting ready to rock the show. Up late, all night, working in the studio. Writing rhymes, making dimes, working on my flow. Every time I get on stage, man, all the ladies know that I came to perform in front of bright lights, getting ready to rock the show. When I first started, I wasn't sure if I would make it, but I told myself to keep persevering. I gotta take advantage of this hot opportunity I created for myself. Cause nobody's gonna give you free money, you gotta rake it. Big bills come with problems, but I don't wanna think about them. All I know is that Buffalo had some issues, now they got Josh Allen. Inspired by the creation of magic at his fingers. You know I do the same with my lady, but I let it linger. My mama told me to never say these things about a woman, but she also told me to never get in this game cause I wouldn't be chosen. However, I'm a little more confident that I can get it in I can hold my own, I got nothing to show for my last career I stopped wasting time, it's time to start over Now it's time to get up and start the show Black shoes on my toes, tuxedo, cornrows sweating a little bit of heavy Don't know if I'll ever be ready to be included with the greats But one thing's for sure, if you want some more Gotta go door to door, try to be seen But now everybody hear me, so come with me on this journey They say never say never, so I chose to be late ah! Up late, all night, working in the studio Writing rhymes, making dimes, working on my flow Every time I get up on stage, man, all the ladies know that I came to perform in front of bright lights, getting ready to rock the show. Up late, all night, working in the studio. Writing rhymes, making dimes, working on my flow. Every time I get up on stage, man, all the ladies know 
Backing performance, right right like getting ready to run the show. Got the scheme for procreate. I gotta go create, not co-create. Got deals with record labels, makes me feel good. But wait, can we hold up and negotiate? I say this only cause I got more to offer. Rap's kinda cool, but I can go farther. I feel like I'm a triple threat. Ain't no reason know your buddy. Look at I be like I'm Vince Carter. Ha! Y'all probably think of what you talk about. Telling jokes to make a record is what I'm all about. Ain't nothing you say that can make my day cause I'm ballin' out. I got two languages in my back pocket. Getting ready to reload and cock it. Competitors affirm that they can't stop. Because the speed of rap advantage is quite shocking. Est-ce que tu comprends ce que je te dis? Pendant que je t'accasse, laisse tomber sans ta fille. Y'a pas grand chose qui me dérange sauf les faux prétences que tu me dis que t'as pas fini. A décider qu'un rapport tu vas signer à ta maison de 10. Quand c'est évident que je suis le rappeur qui tient moins de risques. Grand état 6, c'est Joranis. C'est pas pareil de Paris, apparatif. C'est la qualité de vie que je pense que je mérite. Et pour les gens qui pensent que je suis pas capable dans ce game, je les quitte. Voilà mon serment, je crois que j'ai tout fini. Et Poto, il est bilingue lui. Oh mec, je savais pas. Il est lourd quand même. Ouais, il est fort. Ouais, je le respecte. Hey frère, t'as pas une clope pour moi s'il te plaît